I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media, the number one podcast that's fueled by chocolate cheesecake on the internet on this. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We're recording on a Sunday. I just ate a piece of cheesecake. Yeah. This this episode is sponsored by a cheesecake that my mom made. It was so good. Yeah, it was very good. It was exactly what I needed. Yeah, she made prime rib and Caesar salad and potatoes Uh, and stuff too. It was really, really good. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was a 10. I would eat a whole nother plate right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. What's up with you? Not much. I worked two jobs today. All right. Got screamed at in Mandarin, as you know, because I was just telling you that. Yeah. It was very funny, though. We had to call the cops. Kick someone out. People are talking about this, but I feel like every person who works in the service industry should be allowed to fight, like, one client per month. That'd be really Possibly nice. even more. Yeah. Possibly one a week. One a- it depends on how, how much you work. How about one a day? Yeah, it if really depends work, on how much if you, you work. work full, if you work part hours. time, one a month. Yeah. If you work full time, one a week. And if you work like like wild hours, you know, like evening and overnights mm-hmm. in the service industry, you can fight whoever you want. That's true. Because like, you know. Whatever. When I used to work at a summer camp, one time my friend was like, we should all be allowed to pick one camper from the summer that we want to fight. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was like, okay, who's yours? And then she described this kid and I was like, oh, you mean the, oh, you mean the inclusion camper? (laughs) And she was like, what? I was like, all those behaviors you described that you hate are because she's on the spectrum. And then she was like, oh, uh," I was like, it's okay. You can think she's annoying. That's fine. (laughs) She was like, I need to get back. That's like my stupid story about having physiotherapy at the same time as that chick and only knowing that she was annoying and I hated her from the voice and the content of what she said and then finding out she was blind and feeling conflicted. (laughs) She was so annoying, though. I don't care. I'll fight her and her dog. It seems like a fair match. (laughs) I'll fight her and her dog. (laughs) She sucked. Esther, swear up if you're out there and you're listening. Fuck, that really, lo- that really, like, narrows it, na- down. it down. Someone might know her. Um, if you know her, tell her to drop a pin. <laughs> 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 it's been We're several years and I'm still mad. <laughs> uh, I met a listener on Friday. Nice to meet you, man. That's fine. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I think your name was Matt. It was kind of loud in there, but thanks for listening. <laughs> We were supposed to go out for Halloween together on Friday. Yeah. You ended up wearing a lamb costume. Yeah, that Alice brought me. Very cute. Because I couldn't wear my half of our costume. Because you would have just looked like yourself. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Without my part of the costume. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. I was really, really sick. Mm-hmm. I was bedridden. I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better today. Yeah, I was like sickly in kind of like a Victorian way. That's hot. It was very glamorous. Did you wear a nightgown? Uh, yes. Did you like listen to the walls? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I just t- t- kept taking to my bed with a fever. Just some yellow wallpaper shit, yeah. Yeah. 
That's why you kept hearing that laughter wafting into your room. Oh my god. That you yeah. were imagining. I've been having horrible neighbor experiences recently. I was trying to nut and okay, this is a very long story, but basically a local comedian who does not listen to the podcast who is like really crazy and has a strange voice and a loud laugh <laughs> moved in directly across from and one door down from my boyfriend into an apartment where a lady died and then was subsequently eaten by her small dog. <laughs> so this comedian who's very noisy lives in a haunted apartment now, which is two doors down from me. And last night I was or two nights ago I was trying to get off but all I could hear was her incessant <laughs> laughter like all I have is like every time I was about <laughs> tonight all I could hear was like ah, ah. <laughs> uh, this is nightmare oh fuel. god that's so bad and then last night there was a Halloween party or something on the other side and these guys were shout singing along with like Mr. Brightside. At like 9 p.m. Yeah. What the uh, fuck? Tyre Cruz's Dynamite. Ugh. They had horrible taste. They were shouting along with a song that doesn't even have words. Hmm. The song that goes, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Streisand. That one. Yes. By Duck Horrible. Sauce. Horrible, horrible playlist. I'd like to have a oh word God. with the ox chord manager because they were Sir? up to something. Yeah, there was like one You're gonna guy. You're going to have to take that to corporate. There was like one guy who was like kind of the protagonist of the drunken shout singing. You could hear him more. He was the loudest. Okay. Yeah. That's awful. What time he did they shut it down? The troop. I don't know. I feel so like elderly for complaining about this sort of thing. I like literally put in my headphones and was listening to an audiobook and playing my house flipping game. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was also but, like, sick. It's like, it's not even an elderly thing. It's just like, keep it contained to your apartment. Like, don't be screaming in an apartment building. Yeah. You're not at a bar. You're not outside. It's not appropriate. Well, like, even when I was drinking, I've never been tolerant of shouting yeah. and screaming. And Especially crazy. not shouting alone with songs. Like... Anytime Don't Stop Believing comes on oh. in an establishment, like, I'm about to head out. Yeah. There's no... It's done. It's, it's over for me. Any of Sweet those. Caroline. Any, name any song that people scream, shout along with. Oh. I'm, I'm done. Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's over. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about stuff? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, stuff. Sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> So Bernie Sanders has released his sweeping plan for federal weed legalization. Nice. This week. Yeah. Bernie said legalize it. He dropped his plan at 4.20 p.m. Blaze it. Did he? Yes. King. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it's just like, it's a net positive. His, His plan was considered to be a little bit ambitious because not only are they going to legalize, they're also going to recent prior marijuana related conventions mm. that were put in place during the war on drugs and then feed the tax money that's generated from legal marijuana back into communities that were the worst influenced by the war on drugs so i think it's actually like a that's very amazing. Po- positive proposal and even exceeds beyond what we have here in canada absolutely where we do have legal weed but i don't think that 
they rescinded any of the criminal convictions and it's kind of primarily corporate interests and similar that are profiting yeah from legal weed as well he also put in place some anti-monopoly rules so that more people will be profiting off off legal weed businesses exactly Mm -hmm. so not only opening storefronts but also small farming operations nice and similar, whereas here, for example, Ottawa, like where we live, only has two stores. Yeah. Stores. Yeah. And they're, they also have locations elsewhere in Ontario, including in Toronto. Yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't know about the, the plan to release people who were convicted of, on, like, uh, marijuana charges. Mm-hmm. But, fuck, it sucks because... Like, imagine if Bernie actually got to be president. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, like, literally the only, I want to say, politician in North America that actually understands how policy affects, like, the citizens of that country. You know what yes. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that makes so much sense. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's a very comprehensive policy. Yeah, it covers everything that people would ask questions about. Exactly. It's not just, you know, like, let's legalize weed and let's not make it like a class one narcotic or whatever because it's stupid and people use it widely and are fine. And if anything, it's safer than alcohol use, whatever, Mm -hmm. which is sensible, of course. Mm -hmm. But it's also like addressing people's lives who've been ruined by the criminalization of marijuana and also trying to, in some small way, generate reparations yeah, I for think those that's awesome. communities, which is sweet. Has the the response to it mostly been positive? I assume that, I mean, anything that we would see would be positive anyways, but... Yeah, because of, like, this fear that we exist in, I think we would primarily see positive things, but I think most people are, are acknowledging at least that since weed is already legal in 11 of the states, Mm -hmm. it makes more sense to have legalization at a federal level anyways, because there are a lot of barriers even in legal states for cannabis providers, because it can make it difficult for them to have tax dealings or dealings with banks Mm -hmm. or distributors etc because people don't want to touch them if it's not legal in the state where they're operating out of right Right. and it does make it difficult for people traveling between states as well because if they're living in a state where marijuana is legal and Mm -hmm. they do accidentally bring something into another state and let's say they get pulled over for speeding Mm -hmm. that can be a problem yeah of course it's not the job of the citizen to have, like, the book of the law... No. ...page by page ingrained on their psyche. Absolutely <laughs> not. <know>? So, <laughs> anytime where we can we can make it easier for people to not be arrested or in conflict with the law would be ideal. Definitely. Ultimately, it would be positive to abolish the police state. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I mean on, the, on the way there. So, <laughs> maybe you don't know this, but mm-hmm. I'd be interested to know whether these people that would be like released if marijuana were legalized would have their record for those charges expunged or whether they would just be like i think they would have their records expunged as well and i think a lot of these people aren't necessarily still in jail yeah but they are living with With a criminal record absolutely exactly yeah and presumably this would be only for people who only went to jail 
for drugs-based offenses. Yeah. But a lot of marijuana-related crimes were felonies, which is, like, extremely laughable to me. It's crazy to think how seriously people took weed as a drug in Canada up until recently. Even Not that they thought it was so dangerous or anything, but in the view of the law. In the view of the law, How seriously people took it. I think just smoking it on the street or whatever has pretty much always been something that people turn a blind eye to. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, sales and larger quantities and stuff. It was pretty serious, yeah. Well, my little brother was in the system as a juvenile for selling weed. Yeah, which is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, which is really crazy. And that, like, really fucked up his, like, trajectory of graduating high school and whatnot. There have been a lot of serious crimes where I'm from having to do with, like, the sales of large quantities mm-hmm. of marijuana. We don't treat it the same way as hard drugs. So it's yeah. just interesting to think about it in that way. It is weird. And it's weird how legalization and stuff really does affect the perception of it mm-hmm. for older people, right? Like, my father over Thanksgiving dinner was talking about how he wants to buy CBD oil to help him sleep because he literally gets, like, two hours of sleep a night and has for the last 15 years. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like, <laughs> what? That's so <laughs> You know funny. what I mean? But now yeah. that it's, it's so weird how people who are really, like, prescriptive with mm-hmm. laws, mm-hmm. it really does change their perception of it. For a lot of people, definitely. One thing that's very silly to me is people who are, like, anti-weed in general. And I'm not saying you have to be into the culture or, like, smoke it yourself. But I I think being scared of it is really and truly so silly. Especially because I don't know anyone who's scared of it that doesn't drink. Yeah. You know? If you're, like, sober from everything. Then fine. Because you have a problem. Sure. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to know what all the weed guy guys are doing now. I mean, I'm sure they're just into, like, different strains and stuff. But what did all the single-issue voters whose only issue was legalize it? Now they're into legalized shrooms. (laughs) That's a thing, because that state, one of the U.S. states legalized shrooms. Okay. And now all the weed guys are, like, talking about how we should legalize shrooms. Or decriminalize them. My dad was talking about shrooms last time I saw him, and I honestly just left the room. I was yeah. like, this is the last thing I need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't engage in conversations about psychedelics. At the risk of sounding, again, like a prude or something, yeah. I just, like, I just can't tolerate somebody telling me what a, like, eye-opening, life-changing experience doing psychedelics will be. It's like, um, great. Thank you for sharing that with me. I feel like I'd be the one in one million people who would, like, smash a window and jump out. If <laughs> I, I think that if I, if I did shrooms, I, my brain would break, for sure. Yeah, it's entirely I don't possible. think I'd ever be the same. One time I went hiking with with two of my friends, and one of them spilled a two-liter of grape crush in my back seat, and since then, I've been on an anti-shrooms crusade. And that was my shrooms. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just like the Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rossdale divorce was your 9-11. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Shrooms were exactly what we needed after 9-11. Have you ever noticed how every... (laughs) But have you ever noticed how every piece of media that's been released, even up until like the past couple of years or whatever, has to talk about the influence of this specific thing or why this specific phenomenon is popularized in the wake of 9-11. So we talked about it last Mm -hmm. week when I was saying that the Bachelorette book says the Bachelor was exactly what we needed after 9-11. I was watching that documentary that I told you about last night, Haunter's Art of the Stair. It's very good if you guys want to watch it last night. And they were like, but what of haunted houses after in a post 11 society. Why? <laughs> Americans! The only thing people ever want to examine, like the only lenses people want to use to examine media hmm. or art is through a feminist lens and hmm. through a post 9 11 lens. Yes. And if they're really smart, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Post Columbine or post uh, 2008 financial crisis. They talked about the 2008 financial yes! crisis in this one as well. I love that. I read this really long essay about McMansions mm-hmm. one time, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how McMansions were born out of the two th- out of the out of nine eleven. Okay. But then they died during the financial crisis, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this is. <laughs> I'm about to head out. <laughs> there, there are only three ideas. Yeah. <laughs> also, post Obama society. Post-Obama society? Yeah. Is that a big one? Post-Obama society is the same as feminist lens. Okay. <laughs> I think we should we should revolt against this by being, like, just mentioning, like, completely culturally irrelevant... Stuff? Yeah, time yeah. periods. Like, in a, in a post-Buffy the Vampire Slayer society. Okay, but, like, that's true. <laughs> Well, my thing is, like, whenever I'm talking about queer culture, I'm, like, coming at it from a post-L word perspective. Okay, yes. <laughs> Relatable content. It's like, what is queer eye? A post-queer eye, pre-queer eye perspective. Oh, that's actually real. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Don't make me do theory. <laughs> what's what's love? Do you know? Right. I think, I just think it's so hack. It's to the point that it's like, it makes me laugh. It's like, it's almost like, okay, take a shot if this documentary mentions like 9-11 or the 2008. If it's not set in 2001, 2002, or 2003, or 2008, 2009, or 2010. It's neither of those things. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. That's fair. Maybe that's reductive of me, but I just think that it's lazy. It is. People are like, okay, do you want to hear the way that they applied it in this Haunters documentary? Yes. So they were like, they were like, people were confronted by real fears, terrorism, financial failure, war. So it was a release for them. <laughs> to have control over their fear? To have a okay. Frankenstein jump out at them and then piss their pants as an adult in a hall of mirrors or whatever. Okay, hot. <laughs> okay my thing is just i'm not interested in hearing the discourse around post 9-11 society unless the person writing it is going to talk about the circumstances under which 9-11 happened 
Okay. Like, because everybody always just treats it as this independent event, right? Like, they were like, everything in the U.S. was fine, and then 9-11 happened. It's like, okay, but how did the U.S. influence that terrorist attack occurring in the first place? If you're not going to talk about that, I don't want to hear about 9-11. And why is this in it doesn't an exist. essay about Blue's Clues, right? Right. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Blue, find the clues to figure out who did 9-11. <laughs> and where is Steve? What happened to him? Do you remember the conspiracy theory that Steve killed himself? Do you remember the one that said he was a porn star now? No. We went to different elementary schools, clearly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> conspiracy theories were so weird and problematic as a child. I know. Bid but when, some of them ended up being true. Okay. Bid one, Lady Dada's a hermaphrodite. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That Honest, was a good one. In a similar transphobic vein, Ciara used to be a man. Ciara, oh my god, I forgot about one that. Two, one Two Step used to be married to future fame. I forgot about that one. Yes. Uh, what else? Michael Jackson's a pedophile. Okay, well that's true. Yeah. <laughs> there was definitely some good ones. I wish I could remember any. Chuck Norris ate a Jeep. I've never heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on a more, like, grassroots level, if you eat a watermelon seed, a watermelon will grow in your tummy. Oh, if you swallow gum, it'll be there forever? Yes, it doesn't decompose in your tummy. Mm -hmm. What about if you make an ugly face, it'll stay that way? If you cross your eyes, it'll stay that way. Okay. Children had a lot of ideas about how ugly people are made. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we should talk about, speaking of Bernie, we should talk about Hannibal Burris. Right, because those are related. They are. Yeah. So Eric Andre made a post on Instagram endorsing Bernie officially. Yep. Kane. Love it. I love Eric Andre. It doesn't surprise me that he has dead politics. Me neither. I think he's super cool. Like, he seems genuinely Yeah, cool. definitely. And he's, like, friends with Hannibal Burris, or they, they were work- accomplices like Hannibal Burris was worked on the Eric Andre show he was like the second he was like the straight man mm-hmm. yeah on the Eric Andre show and Hannibal Burris commented on it essentially saying that Bernie's too old and he wants a president who's not gonna like die of a heart attack or whatever right so he's voting for um Tulsi Gabbard then I guess. Like, he didn't... Like, who's he voting He didn't for? politically align himself yeah. with anyone. Okay. But, essentially, what came of it was that a bunch of people were tweeting mean stuff about Hannibal Burris. Yeah. He was name-searching himself and Loser. then DMing people who have, like, 300 followers to argue with them about politics and why they shouldn't be Bernie supporters. That's so embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. You're DMing people? Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine if you want to name search yourself, I guess. That's your business. But don't DM people and argue with them. You're a cele- You're famous. I don't think you should even name search. I don't think you should, but I know people do it. Yeah. So lame. Those and then are... people were stating that, like, he's a landlord. So his, his class interests don't ally with Bernie's... So it makes sense. ...policies or whatever. Like, it made sense. He's just opting on his own class interests. But apparently Hannibal Burris has done a bunch of other kind of watch shit. Like, he lives in Chicago because he thinks that it's cooler that he's famous because there's not that many famous people there. So he gets more attention. Yeah. 
That's like be- landlords are landlords because they want attention. Like that's the same behavior. <laughs> my my landlord is a landlord because she wants someone to have to send her an email once a month. Literally. <laughs> that's so sad. Don't make me feel bad for landlords. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's plenty of other ways they could get attention. Like what? Refusing to fix my hot water. Yeah. <laughs> I've been calling her all week. <laughs> Apparently, also someone DM'd me because I said that it was disappointing to me to find out that Hannibal has bad politics, and they said that he is kind of like shitty with women. Like he's okay. he's not a predator or anything, but he just DMs girls in whatever cities he's in and tries to like quote unquote order up their pussy like it's DoorDash. Okay, he's not that famous, and he's not that hot. <laughs> it's a door dash. Yeah. Door snatch. Um, <laughs> he can't get away with that. Apparently he can. But do people actually do it? Do people actually fuck him? Yeah, I think so. Ugh. I think I saw him tell a story about it. Maybe it was in his stand-up or something. Okay. But I don't know why I'm disappointed. I primarily know him from Broad City. I know him from the Eric Andre show and I've watched some of his stand-up. But I mean, like, the chits from Broad City are super, super liberals. Yeah. Too, which is weird because they've really positioned themselves as, like, kind of politicas. Yeah, but they're, like, lib femmes, you know what I mean? Like, all those chicks think that they're political right yeah i just assumed that because they're like dirtbags that they would be leftists which was maybe stupid of me i think it's a class interest thing again yeah i guess so but it does suck because i do think that he's quite funny me too but it's not like surprising to me necessarily i'm surprised he's a landlord he's really on his waves shit huh his passive income yeah, I don't even know if he's, he's like, a renter or if he has Airbnbs, which is infinitely worse. Oh, God. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> he probably has Airbnbs in every city he frequents. He just stays in them when he's there. It's so depressing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so depressing. And I, I don't mean to, like, lionize comedians that I respect or anything because, I mean, Sarah Silverman also has bad politics. Yeah. I'm sure that any of my faves have no politics or bad politics. It's pretty rare that you respect someone and then you find out that they affiliate themselves, like, to the left of the center. Yeah. I mean, Norm MacDonald is famously a conservative. Yeah. And I was going to say, think about any of the comedians that are, like, originally from Ottawa that we've met who are, like, famous-ish now. Like. Oh, yeah. Tom Green. Tom Green and John Doerr. Yeah. Not great. No. Definitely not. (laughs) They're all Trudeauites. Yeah, literally, yeah. Which is embarrassing. I'll say this on the record. Tom Green's a pervert. Yeah. He tried to fuck me. He tried to get me and my friend to go back to his parents' place to drink homemade moonshine in his backyard. Yeah, he's a pervert. exceptionally dark. So Mm -hmm. I met him originally last summer. I saw him again this summer. And everybody was going up to him to suck his dick after the show or whatever. And I was just standing around with my friends and he kept looking at me. And I don't know if it was because he recognized me or if he was curious as to why I wasn't trying to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. He probably recognized you and was confused about why you weren't sucking his dick. Well, I didn't suck his dick the last time either. So I don't know what he, (laughs) maybe he remembered me from that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when we were there and he was like having his dick sucked by all those dudes. It was so, and it was so embarrassing. Awkward. It's like he's not even 
famous and if he was you should try to be respectful and play it cool that's what people don't understand is like Mm -hmm. when you're meeting someone not even that's famous but that you have a lot of respect for as an artist in the same Mm -hmm. field as you Mm -hmm. why don't you treat them like a normal person yeah like that's how you get facetime with people that you respect because it's so awkward it's nice but it's, it's, like, so awkward. Not that we're, obviously, we're not fucking famous or anything. But somebody no. comes up to you and they're, like, they're being normal with you. They're, like, hey, we liked your shit. Like, you want a donut store and drop a drink or whatever? It's, like, yeah, yeah. sweet. Sure, of sure. course. If somebody's, like, all over you and, like... Yeah, like, if you're gonna fangirl, keep it brief. Yeah. Right? It's really bad. It's so <laughs> uncomfortable. And it's darker when it's for somebody who isn't even that famous that famous (laughs) yeah and arguably wasn't even that famous in their heyday no i mean it would have been cooler to see tom green on the street like while the tom green show was on i guess i yeah i guess he did marry drew barrymore but arguably she's not even hot by hollywood standards i mean i'd suck his dick to taste her pussy but ew I'm kidding. It's been years. You think he's gone that long without a shower? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I can't even think of, like, someone who I would, like, act like I was sucking their dick at this point. You would freak out about? Yeah. Like, maybe internally, but I wouldn't act like it. Tritsy Mattel liked the meme that was lifted from me with no treaded, and I was like, oh my god, Tritsy Mattel liked my meme. She doesn't even know it's my meme, but oh my god. (laughs) But if you met her in person, would you be weird? No, I don't think so. No. But that's out of just like an an act of like self preservation. Yeah, and and plus also you don't self want respect for them. Yeah, respect for them, and also like you don't want to be all over somebody and then make them not like you, and then like essentially like reject you. Yeah. Because you've acted inappropriately and you've been too much. Yeah. But then also you've had a negative relation with somebody that you like and respect. Totally. And then that feels fucking awful. Well, I know you've had it happen, and I have, too, where someone mm-hmm. comes up to you after a comedy set, mm-hmm. and, yeah, they're, like, kind of sucking your dick a bit, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, like, come on. My favorite way Please that chill. people ever suck my dick is when they go, oh, my God, I never think women are funny, but you were so funny, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's really dark for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine your, yourself. Whole, imagine your whole thing was saying that you don't think female comedians are funny well i hate when people are like oh my god you're so funny and it's like yeah i know i'm literally a comedian that's my job it's okay if you want to be like oh i loved your set yeah but don't be like you're so funny really (laughs) if someone told me i was so funny i'd be like thank you well i would say thank you but yeah it's not it's not the same as saying i like your set right You, you know what's the worst when someone's like you're actually pretty funny it's like so you didn't think i was don't what it's like okay great what made you okay whatever anyways (laughs) fuck it anyways fuck Hannibal Buress yeah I don't care I'm I will not be using his memes his memes anymore it sucks because his one meme is like the meme that describes how it feels to live in capitalism the one that's like that's the one that's get, like get eight get roommates, seven roommates yeah. start a noise band whatever yeah. yeah rip clearly he's lost his roots if he ever well eric andre like might have written that riff okay true because it was on the eric andre show there's no way to know okay true yeah so in other big news the pope is possibly 
going to allow married men to become priests in the Amazon area? Yeah, in it's in response to a quote-unquote shortage of Catholic priests mm-hmm. in South America, in the mm-hmm. Amazon region. So they're considering allowing married men to become priests to address that issue, but only in remote parts of the Amazon. Yeah. Which to me just feels like a continuation of a missionary project. What do you mean? Well, there's a reason why there's a shortage of priests in those areas, right? Right, because Catholicism is not indigenous to those areas. Yeah. Yeah. So by allowing more people to become priests, it just feels like, obviously, I I hope that there's a desire for it, Mm -hmm. and that's why they're doing it, but to me it feels like just a reason to have more people pushing a religious doctrine on those communities. Oh, I don't disagree. I just think that there's probably, like, a set number of priests that they, like, have decided to have in, like, every That's what I think, area. yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't think it's, like, a positive or a negative no. that they're going to allow married people to be priests and, like, there's going to be... <laughs> because of that, there's going to be more female deacons because... More female deacons. <laughs> yes, exactly. More female deacons <laughs> colonizing South America. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that it would be, okay, if the Catholic Church, which doesn't seem like it's dying out as quickly as, as it, it should, should have, be, <laughs> this is Catholic bitch media after all, if they do intend to stay alive for as long as possible, I do think that they're going to have to address some of their policies about married priests and about female roles in the church, because totally. even... At this meeting that they had in South America, there were 38 women who were in attendance who were primarily sisters of the church, and they were invited to attend, but they did not have voting rights. Right. And part of the issues with women even being allowed to be deacons is that in the church, women aren't, and in most Christian, not that I don't really consider Catholics to be Christians, but in most Catholic and Christian (laughs) (laughs) religions women are not allowed to lecture to men yes they can only preach to other women to other women the same way that women can only teach other women yeah but i do think that it would be beneficial if more women and married married men were allowed to be higher up in the church first of all because i think that priesthood is a job that historically attracts unsavory characters because these men don't want questions as to why they don't have partners normal sex lives yeah totally (laughs) and the power associated with it as well right definitely alluring to me if they're going to be opening up what the definition of priesthood is it would make more sense to open it up to women that are already associated with the church as opposed to married men right but of course they won't no i think it'll be married men a long time before it'll be female priests but there's a lot of obviously a lot of women who dedicate their lives to the catholic church Mm -hmm. and it seems again obviously it's a religion who cares but they're obviously just skipping over people that are already committed to the faith Mm -hmm. for the sake of keeping men in a position of power yeah, definitely. Of course. 
I do think it's interesting, though, that they're only allowing it in this one specific area because it really does undermine the philosophy of the church. Yeah. To be like, well, actually, fuck it. But only because we need priests there. That's the whole thing about Catholicism, though, is that you can pick and choose, like, which yeah. parts of the Bible you want to fucking listen to. Like, other, other type of Christian people, like, get mad about that all the time. Like, Catholics do plenty of bullshit. Yeah, that's, that's not their whole thing. In the Bible. Like, literally, they'll be like, today this, tomorrow that, whatever, fuck, who cares, right? Like, it's not literal biblical interpretation, which, like, not to ride for Catholicism here, but it's kind of dope. That there's it, nuance that in some respects. You can pick and choose yeah. which parts of the Bible to listen to, but arguably, I don't think that religion in an organized sense should really exist at all. So. No, and they should <laughs> certainly should not have the independent statehood. <laughs> not, to go, not to go Richard Dawkins on the pod, but... <laughs> um, well, this is the thing about this Pope, right, is he's considered to be fairly progressive mm-hmm. with his stance on gay people and abortion and whatever but it's funny because after you mentioned this idea for us to talk about Mm -hmm. i went on facebook Mm -hmm. and someone had posted from this like local gay facebook page that i Mm -hmm. follow with an article about the pope saying that gay people shouldn't go to hell and the caption shouldn't okay and the caption was yas pope francis (laughs) Which is dark. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really funny. Honestly, like, (laughs) the stupider the world gets, I've, like, stopped trying to attach meaning (laughs) to reality. Right. You know what I mean? So the stupider the world gets, the more I feel like we can, like, sit back and just, like, enjoy the true, like, meaningless stupidity of what's going on. Like, yeah. yes, Pope Francis. Like, I, you know what? Put Pope Francis on Queer Eye. Honestly, he'd probably have some good ideas. Why not? Or give him a makeover. That could be fun. Think about it. I am. I, isn't it time to update the, the silly hats? <laughs> isn't the Vatican a little bit dusty? You know? Isn't it a little old? Should, should he work through his relationship with the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> More married popes. Yes, yes. One thing that I thought was an interesting loophole is that you can be a, like a priest, not a priest, a pastor or a father in another religion. Yeah. And then be already be married and then convert to Catholicism and then just be a priest. Yeah. Which seems well, like a loophole. They're converts over anything, right? It's like they're yeah. a lot more willing to allow people who don't follow the t- prescribed rules of Catholicism because mm-hmm. they want more people to be Catholic. My favorite, like, story related to Catholicism is one of my friends that I used to work with is, like, super religious. Mm-hmm. But she, like, kind of, like, became a fallen Catholic in high school and she went to prom in a strapless dress, which has, like, haunted her for, like, her whole life since then. And she's really? become really religious since then. And when we worked together, she was thinking about becoming a nun. Okay. So there was this guy that was part of her church who was, like, really hitting on her and really wanted her to go on a date with him. And he Mm -hmm. was like, I just think that we would be good together. And she really didn't want to date him because she was ugly. So she was like, I prayed about it and God said that we're not 
a good match. <laughs> and then she was like, also, I'm becoming a nun. <laughs> Did she become a nun? No, she ended up getting married. But she yeah. got married to another Catholic guy that she met on a like a missions trip to BC. Okay, you told me about but this girl. But I just yeah. love that she was like, I prayed about it. And Jesus said that we're not a good match. That's iconic. That makes me, like, wish I was still religious. Right? So funny. We, like, we're packing and we unearthed a very hilarious earth print that was of Jat Jesus. Nice. Carrying a cross. That's hot. And it says the Lord's gym. <laughs> That's dark. It's gonna go up on my wall. I love that. You should. That's sick. <laughs> Reps for Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> I think that it's so weird to picture that like adult believers are supposed to be married to the Lord, like symbolically or yeah. like married to the church. Because I, I think that like even like historically people must have been secretly living in sin. For sure. Right? Yeah. Well, think about it too traditionally a lot of people who perhaps had lifestyles that wouldn't be accepted by religious organizations would enter the church in order to avoid that right so like yeah a lot of lesbians became nuns and a lot of gay dudes became priests priests or Mm. deacons or whatever right definitely some you know because people wouldn't ask questions like you said before definitely because it's like superior to like a, a life of spinsterhood or supposed spinsterhood ostracism from your community yeah definitely i'm reading a really good book right now that's called women talking Mm -hmm. it's by miriam taves it's about i love miriam taves she's so good famously good canadian author and she wrote i won't spoil this book for you or anything then it's very good but it's about a colony of mennonites that are in bolivia Mm mm-hmm and the women and the girls start experiencing like horrific rapes in the night, like date, okay. like date rapes. Yeah. And the priest basically says that it's demons and that they're being punished for their sins. Right. But then it turns out that eight of the men in the colony have been drugging and raping the women, the women and girls in their sleep, and then they actually go to jail. And then the whole book is basically about I guess like a a conference a a meeting between the women to decide what action they're gonna take when or if the men come back from jail right like the process of reconciliation with their faith if they're going yeah if they're going to forgive the men and stay or if they're going to like write a new set of rules or if they're going to leave or if they're going to leave and take the younger men with them if they're going to tell the men to leave like there's okay i should read that i haven't read that one of hers yet it's very good she has great books yeah i'm learning a lot about women only being allowed to teach women and whatnot yeah yeah it's very (laughs) interesting yeah because in these colonies like the the women are like actually like illiterate yeah and whatnot yeah yeah. Most people only have like a third grade education in a lot of those communities. Yeah. Which is not literate. <laughs> no. Well, the women aren't even allowed to learn. Yeah. 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 They don't go to school or anything. Yeah, definitely. I know I'm a, a whore for reality television, but mm-hmm. I used to watch this show called Breaking Amish. Yeah. Which was about people leaving um, 
the Amish faith for a year to go on their, like, rumspringer or whatever, and then they're supposed to decide whether they're going to go back or not. Mm -hmm. But it was pretty interesting to watch people, like, contending with all of these things because they're basically allowed to do whatever they want when they leave. And if they go back, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But they're expected to go back, right? They're not really expected to... Stay out. To stay out. Yeah. And it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever seen there's also an episode of like criminal minds or law and order svu or something that's about like an amish kid who really loves to play the piano i've never seen and it they find the piano stuff underneath his bed or whatever and then he goes on room springa and then he goes missing and stuff like he dies but it turns out it was an accident anyways oh, i've never seen that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was a really interesting episode of breaking amish where so that they, they all live in a house together like all the people that are on the show mm-hmm. and one girl so she was adopted into the amish religion i guess a lot of amish people adopt from outside but it's usually people of color that get adopted so they often feel pretty ostracized right so this Mm. one girl she was mexican and she wanted to find her birth family yeah and she said that her whole life she's felt like she is like kind of like psychic or something like that yeah and she found her birth mother and found out that her birth mother was really into um like uh Brujeria? Yeah, Brujeria, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was, like, lighting some candles or something in her room, and yeah. the other Amish people that were on Rumspringa with her came in, and they were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because she talks in her sleep, so they already thought she was possessed. Okay. And then because she was lighting candles, they were like, mm-hmm. oh my god, like, you're possessed by a demon, and they kicked her out. So even though they were all doing drugs and having sex and drinking, they kicked her out. Right, because the line was witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I get it. Yeah. Sins of the flesh, right? Yeah. It's different. I keep tweeting about my dreams and people keep interpreting them and it honestly makes me so angry. That's not allowed. I'm like, I'm just telling you that water snakes were attacking me because I'm pretty. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you what like the symbolic analysis of the water snakes is in the dream, but go off, I guess, Sigmund Freud. Like what the fuck? Sigmund Freud. Yeah, that's not it. Honestly, it's so annoying. Also, <laughs> like, okay, sorry. This is just me being petty about people on Twitter, but also I tweeted about them, those people at the party last night, screaming mm-hmm. along with Tayo Cruz, and people were defending the song Dynamite by Tayo Cruz, and here's, I blocked everyone. Good. Who that, said it was a good song. It's a song. horrible song. Yeah. I. 2010 was dark. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Same era as I Got a Feeling. Yeah. Vibes. A lot of... Post-2008 financial crisis, um, there was a lot of poptimism. There was. And that's a valid valid lens to critique that through. There was a lot of poptimism. Tired Cruz, Dynamite, I Got a Feeling, Black Eyed Peas, Firework, Katy Perry, Do I Need Edge of Glory... Born This Way. Born This Way sucked. Edge of Glory kind of went. No. <laughs> Born This Way was trash. I hate inspirational music. Me too. It it bothers me. In general. Me. Oh, let's talk about the new Kanye album while we're okay. on the Catholic Church. I liked it. I liked it too. And I think that people who are really upset about it, it's not any worse than any of his other recent no. albums. It's I would say it's, it's just as dead as Life of Pablo. Yeah. I mean, none of his, like, yay was kind of weird. But it was yeah. okay. I just don't... People hate it when an artist puts their own self-expression before their perceived brand. 
So you you think that people think that it's inconsistent that Kanye West did a religious album? Yeah, because they're stupid. Like, they should understand that that's not inconsistent with his music. Well, he's always been a Christian. He has, but it's more overt now. Yeah. And I don't think people like that. But, like, it's not for them to say what type of music he should be producing. And I don't think that you can't enjoy music just because of the content. But through that lens, if you're saying that you can't enjoy Kanye's newest album because you don't like the religious content, even though admittedly there are bangers on the album. Absolutely. Then are you saying that you endorse rap music that bumps that's all about, like, killing and raping and stealing? I guess if they're about killing and raping and stealing. But they're not. I know it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's a logical inconsistency. Yeah. Yeah. If if your issue is. Well, I guess you guys are never listening to Reliant K again then. (laughs) You you seriously find like religious rap more offensive offensive than, let's say, listening to like the average Kevin Gates song? Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. Which is just. That's kind of disturbing. (laughs) Yeah. And. Again, Kanye's always been religious, and mm-hmm. I, I think that it, it's it's up to the artist to determine what content they want to do on their album, and arguably, it's a very well-produced album. Yeah. People were talking shit about the lyrics, but in the words of Friend of the Pod, Maddie, did you guys forget about, have you ever had sets with a pharaoh, I put the pussy in the sarcophagus? <laughs> Kanye has never been. He's always had iconic lyrics. Normal. No. When it comes to <laughs> lyricism. <laughs> you want to talk about Jane Fonda? Yeah, let's talk about Jane Fonda. Okay. Um, so Jane Fonda has been arrested for the third time in three weeks. Okay. She's been doing weekly climate change protests in D.C. Fire Drill Fridays. Yeah. 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 Um, for the Oceans Can't Wait campaign. Okay. So she basically said that she decided to move to D.C. and she's going to be running weekly protests until January 2020 at least. Mm-hmm. She's been bringing a different celebrity with her each week. Yeah. The reason people are specifically talking about this week is because she was scheduled to accept a BAFTA award, which was for like... um her lifetime of like film work essentially yeah but she couldn't go to the award ceremony because she was arrested right and instead of just like being like oh she can't make it she had actually pre-filmed a video of herself getting arrested accepting the award so she knew she wasn't gonna go yeah um and i guess people are talking about that but the thing that i want to know is do you think that celebrities protesting and getting arrested has any impact or matters. Okay. I do think that it's positive for celebrities to use their platforms for a cause, I suppose. I'm happy that Jane Fonda has historically used her celebrity for what I deem to be respectable causes like the environment and the anti-Vietnam war protests and whatnot. She is addressing more like tangible Uh, material issues than somebody who refers to themselves as an quote-unquote activist like Jamila Jamil who just generally (laughs) is mad about body image question mark but I do think that it is important to remember that the reason why celebrities can do this is because their class privilege and name recognition allows them 
to not deal with the full force of the law. Stay safe, essentially. Exactly. Totally. Because it would be a public relations nightmare. If something happened. If something happened, even outside of probable special treatment. Yeah. Due to celebrity status. Yeah, I agree. I think that, like, of all the celebrities who have, like, historically gone to protests or marches, like, I do respect Jane Fonda more because she did essentially destroy her career to protest the Vietnam War. Yeah. So, obviously, she's kept that energy. Mm -hmm. And I do think that she understands the value of celebrity publicity around issues. Mm -hmm. And, like, the thing with the BAFTA Awards is because they're on TV. Yeah. Everybody who maybe was purposely trying not to hear about this Mm -hmm. or doesn't care had to watch the video of her getting arrested. Yeah. While she was accepting her award. Yeah. Right? So she was like, "Uh, sorry, I can't be there. And then, like, talked about what the protest was for the whole video. Yeah. Which is interesting. Definitely. Yeah, like I said, I don't feel, like, necessarily, like, negative or positive about it. I guess if you have a platform and you care about things, you should negotiate that platform in order to generate attention and funds for things that you care about. Again, I just don't think that protesting means the same thing. It doesn't, no. As a celebrity, because the risk you run of getting arrested in the first place is much lower, let alone coming into the face of violence with the law or, you know, getting a criminal record and then being able to, like, work and have money. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I guess at least celebrities, because, yeah, like you said, they're protected, they can have that voice where other people might not be able to because of safety issues. Yeah. I guess. Precisely. It's, yeah. I thought she looked really hot sitting on the missile in, like, the old picture of her. She's so cool. You know what this led to? Me doodling Jane Fonda a rust record or whatever. Yeah. Me reading about Jane Fonda's diet and exercise habits. Famously skinny. Famously skinny. Mm -hmm. Why am I on healthyliving.com, page two out of three of a Jane Fonda (laughs) interview? I don't know. (laughs) I ordered a t-shirt with her mugshot from the 70s on it. That's hot. It's I like cool. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what we've been saying this whole time. Sometimes activism is about being skinny. Absolutely. It is for Jane. For, for Jane Fonda. For Jane Fonda. It's about being skinny. Yes. Remember that, everybody. And we thank you for that. <laughs> hot rights. <laughs> yeah, when will Jane Fonda speak out for hot rights? We should tweet her. Okay. <laughs> Let her know about some new causes. She's like 90, but I think she'll get it. She'll get it, for sure. <laughs> All right, should we talk about the internet? The internet? The internet. The internet. The internet. Do you have a beef this week? I do. Okay. All right. Go so- off, tween. <laughs> Thank you. So I tweeted about this, uh, mm. but we'll talk about it. I have beef with people who think that you're hitting on them. Right. And try to reject you when you don't want to fuck them. This happens to me, has happened to me so many times. Yeah. It's so irritating. I wish that I could say that I think it happens to you because you're a lesbian. Right. And women are like, oh, there's a lesbian here. She must find me attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Although I imagine that does 
is probably part of it. Probably, yeah. I feel like women, even straight women, treat you differently because they feel like they can attract attention from you. You know how some women, women that are really, like, attention-driven? They think that I'm giving them sexual attention. Are hot and, like, use that to, like, obtain things. For example, they don't fuck with me at all because I... Yeah. Presumably can't be swayed by them. Yeah. But then they'll, like, turn around and, like, tactically address you the same way that they would, like, a man. Yeah, I think that, like, a lot of women mistake me just being generally friendly, because I'm pretty Mm -hmm. friendly, as me being sexually interested in them or them, like, manipulating me into being sexually interested in them. Yeah. And then will address it directly even though they never would do that to a man because they also don't see me as a threat yeah because they're not scared of you exactly yeah yeah men don't often think that i'm attracted to them even when i i'm being friendly yeah which i think is positive Mm -hmm. it has happened to me though that somebody preeminently rejects me and it always hurts my feelings because it's always like I don't even find you attractive. Like, what are you reading from this? But now my feelings are hurt that you don't find me attractive. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like, great, okay. One time I made out with a guy and he was like, oh, by the way, I'm not looking for a girlfriend. I was like, okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) So. (laughs) I was like, what? Okay, no problem. Cool. That's so offensive. I'm not looking for a boyfriend. <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> so what happened to me was that on Friday I was at this show, right, that mm-hmm. you didn't end up coming to, but, like, I was talking to a comedian who's, like, famously not that well-liked and kind of annoying. Okay. Because I'm friendly. hmm And then she kept being like, oh, my God, I really want to have sex with you. And then I was, like, uh, ignoring her mm-hmm. and stopped talking to her. And then she mm-hmm. was like, by the way, I just want to be friends. I was like, so why do you keep telling me you want to have sex with me? I was like, cool. Same. Because I'm not trying to fuck you. It's and I a, literally wouldn't. It's such a wild energy, and I know because I possess it, to <laughs> walk, walk through the world assuming that everybody is just dying to fuck you. Right? <laughs> and then addressing it. That's crazy. Like, if that helps you get through the world, that's fine. But don't address it. You know what this also is? It's just a characteristic of people who consistently drink too much. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because why would you ever say that to why somebody? Why would you ever Even say that to Even if I know someone wants to have sex with me. You just work your way around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you exactly. say it to someone directly and they have not tried to make a move on you, mm-hmm. you're going to make yourself look bad. Yeah, you're presenting, like, an argument with no facts to back it up. Yeah. Like, you have no evidence to support that, first of all. Second of all, it's embarrassing for both parties, regardless of whether or not the other person actually wants to fuck you. Yeah. Also, there was other people around when this happened, and they were all like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, before... She was leaving the house and she was ruining my orgasm. Yeah, this is the same person. <laughs> by laughing maniacally in the hallway. <laughs> then she decided to go fuck with your night by telling you that even though you're not attracted to her, you just want to be friends. Yes. 
I and told, I was like, I'd actually be fine if we weren't friends. I told <laughs> like, I told Mike she always tries to fuck you, and he said, the girl down the hall? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> she does always try to fuck me, though, right? Like, I'm not crazy. Yeah, no. One time she said she wanted to have a threesome with us. Oh, my God. When she was on edibles, I forgot about it. And then I made JP kick her out. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. She's screeching. Yeah. She screeches. She screeches. Oof. Yikes. And she's offered she's offered both of us to sleep in her apartment multiple times. Ugh, <laughs> oh my god! Whatever, fuck. <laughs> Anyways, I just find that ir- it's not the only time that's happened to me. Of course, like it's just so weird to be that presumptuous. Why would you ever say to someone, "I just want to be friends," if you didn't have to? Right? Because you're running through your life literally assuming that everyone wants to fuck you. I guess, yeah. It's so dark to ever think about this, and I I know this because like okay. So it's my blessing and my curse, but I haven't. I, <laughs> I can be your angel or your devil. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't always been hot, which is why I'm so cool. Um, but I de- <laughs> I've gone back and forth between being ugly and hot a bunch. Right. So one time I was ugly, but I didn't realize. <laughs> but I didn't realize I was ugly again yet. Oh, because you so had been hot. Still acting like I was hot. Stop. <laughs> still going through my life assuming that everyone wanted to fuck me and nobody did really dark and when i think about that when i think about that now um <laughs> it's like so de- so, so deeply, deeply embarrassing. embarrassing like just within a well of a pit of shame in my stomach <laughs> i'm sorry that's so funny i know it's okay <laughs> You were like, I was still on my hot girl shit, but um, I was it had left me. also not on my hot girl shit. <laughs> okay, so my thing is, like, I don't know if I've gotten hotter recently, mm-hmm. but whatever it is, women are just mistreating me lately. Okay. Like, women that I'm not involved with right. are just being insane to me. I think there's something, like, in the air. Like, there I think is. we're all aware... I tweeted this and people got upset about me. I said, like, men are like wasps. Like, yeah. the weather gets colder and they start, like, harassing me with, like, even more, like, desperate fervor because they know that they're all going to die soon or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of the... I feel like there's just, like, chaotic energy right now because everybody's afraid that the world's going to end. So everybody's Maybe like, I got to procreate, but then they're not necessarily like applying that to anything, anything practical. They're just feeling like the feverish concerns of like sexual attraction, but also like flitting around. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like men have been fucking psycho to me lately too, like just in public. Every time I go yeah. out in public now, men bother me. And I mean- it used to be once or twice a week. Yeah. But now it's every day. Yeah. Sometimes multiple times a day. And I know I haven't gotten hotter. Right. It's not So you, it's I don't them. know what it is. And I'm starting to worry that, like, I might actually look more attainable or approachable or something. I think people are just being psycho. Okay. I Thank don't think God. it's you. Because, like, yeah, the same thing's happening to me where I keep getting these, like, like sh- mostly straight mm-hmm. m- 30s to middle-aged women being, mm-hmm. like... You're really hot, but I wouldn't have sex with you. Thanks. And I'm like, cool. Why the fuck are you telling me this? We've talked about this on the podcast before, but 
men, the men that are, like, the most attracted to me but confused by it for some reason because they, like, maybe don't like my personality or confused as to why they like my personality or they don't think I'm conventionally attractive or whatever. Whatever, yeah. Go out of their way to tell me that they're not attracted to me, Mm -hmm. which in turn is a very convincing argument for that they are Are attracted attracted to me but just confused about their boner. So I think what's happening think probably is you're just dealing with a lot of people being attracted to a woman, panicking, being confused, and then going out of their way to tell you that they're not attracted to you. Because they think they're projecting something, and it's like, I actually wasn't wondering. <laughs> like, I actually didn't think that you thought I was attractive. You should just start calling people who do that to you dykes. <laughs> I'm going to. To their face. I need to stop being in the same room as divorced women. Oh, it's so bad. When one divorce, of them, when one divorce of them told me, energy is a thing, but divorce chick energy is also a thing. Worse. Yeah. I almost called one of them a dyke recently. <laughs> Dude, there is like an all male stripper review that like has been going through town. Yeah. The last week, and I just keep thinking about it and feeling so bad for those poor men. Just like. <sighs> Men are, are disgusting. Mm-hmm. But women But are middle-aged, colors. drunk women are psychotic. Like, especially yeah. because they think they can't, like, rape or, like, sexually harass. Yeah. They just really get there. I keep thinking about these <laughs> poor men. men at the strip club who are probably just getting their nuts yanked on. And not getting tipped well because women famously don't go to strip clubs and don't know that they're supposed to tip. Exactly. Oh. That's <laughs> awful. Well, maybe they'll fucking leave me alone if these male strippers aren't down. Hopefully. Speaking of men's penises. Yes. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. We have a special edition of Dumb Bitch of the Week. Oh, perfect. It's time for Dick Pit Review with Sophie. Oh, no. You didn't warn me. <laughs> it's just like the other ones I have are just all fucking annoying. There's no other good ones. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Is there any caption with it? Oh, God. <laughs> Why does he... What is going on? Is he looking at his dick? No, I don't think that's... What is that? His head. Is it his arm? I think it's his arm. Okay. Oh, it's his elbow. Yeah. Um. Okay. Really saggy balls. Yeah. He's cut. Uneven. Yeah. Yeah, he's cut. Well, probably. Dirty floor. Okay, true. He looks like he's in a motel room. Yeah. It's not a nice apartment in the background. His body's, like, okay. His dick's long, but kind of skinny. Skinny. Yeah. Big head. Yeah. The picture's in black and white, which actually makes it pretty classy. Yeah. What What race do you think he is? Uh, the photo's in black and white, so you can't really tell. He is black, I know, because <laughs> of his profile picture. Okay. Not the worst dick I've ever seen, but really skinny. His stomach has lines on it. He's clearly been sitting down all day. <laughs> yeah, he's been at his computer <laughs> jacking off all day. <laughs> also, like, long enough that he's hard, but it looks soft. <laughs> because it's heavy yeah it's not sticking straight out yeah i mean i've seen worse ones on the pod 
Yeah, this is this is probably the best one we've seen on the pod so far, but I'm confused as to the artistic choices. Me too. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm very confused about the artistic choices. It's too, like, artsy in a bad way. Okay, let's see what this guy is up to. He just has, like, Free My Boys stuff (laughs) in his bio. Yeah. His pin tweet. Oh, no, it's not a pin tweet. Thank you, Father, for another blessed day of life. Okay. If we ever stop being cool, you want to hear from me again. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) He retweeted a video of a girl twerking that is captioned, Skinny Girls Fuck It Up too." I never sleep. I swear I just be up vibing. (laughs) I'd be the only one up. Up smoking and thinking, I like this vibe. He retweeted himself saying that. He searched the word really up. really good material. Motherfuckers be part-time, so I stay to myself. Go off. Every tweet ends with the 100 emoji. Yeah. He just keeps retweeting, thank God for another blessed day of life. <laughs> like, every day. <laughs> daily, daily blessing. Um, I think that's Xanax. Okay. He's filming Xanax. Oh, it's Addicted ecstasy. to ecstasy. Great. I know what drugs look like. <laughs> Listeners. Facing this wood thinking. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Oh, he's he's smudging his apartment with a blunt. I'm asking for all blessings. Honestly. <laughs> okay, he's kind of funny. <laughs> honestly, he's kind of funny. <laughs> all right. All right. There it is. Should we do tweets of the week? We should. Okay, you drove it first. All right, I got one for you. Thank God. Imagine if I didn't have one. Actually, everyone's tweets this week suck ass. (laughs) All right. My tweet is from at lib owner. Okay. Networking is some weak ass clout chasing shit. And on God, you will not see me shaking hands with anyone, bro. That shit is for fakes. This is literally like us talking about not sucking up to good comedians that come to town. (laughs) Networking is gay shit. Yeah, like, you gotta network by accident. Absolutely. You have to seem like you don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's right. Gay shit. It's, it sucks when you meet someone and then you're like, oh, this person is just going to, like, use me as a resource in the future. You can tell. Or try to. I hate that. I hate comedians who are, like, business people. Me too. You know? And it's annoying because they normally the get a lot of bookings. Yeah, because and they like, quote-unquote oh, grind. I'd be on that motherfucking grind for that one spot a month. So dark. They're never good comedians either. No, they're people who are, like, going viral on, like, Facebook or whatever. Yeah. They're, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, hack jokes. Yeah. Um. Okay, my tweet is from at Andrew Neville. He's also a podcaster. His podcast is called Dodd Island. It's a leftist podcast yes. based out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. And somebody tweeted, what's a non-sexual fantasy that you have? And he retweeted it and said, I am 60 feet tall and well-loved by all. I make life easier for everyone in my town. I help build new homes in the summer and in the winter use my size and strength to clear the snow. To show their appreciation, the townspeople all cooked tons of food for me. (laughs) I love that so much. I think it's very cute. It's beautiful. (laughs) 
just imagining a 60 foot tall man scooping up snow with his hands and clearing the streets. It's beautiful. It is. I I'm love 60 that. 60 feet tall and well loved by all. They cook me tons of food. I build homes in the summer. <laughs> That's wholesome. What a nice way to end this episode. <laughs> yeah. What's your non touchable fantasy? Um, I'm a famous comedian mm-hmm. and everybody loves me. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. What's yours? I was going to say somebody just explains compli- very complicated political ideas to me at a fifth grade level oh, while okay. they like pet my hair. That's a good one. Yeah. That feels sexual. <laughs> it's not sexual. Okay. It's like loving. Yeah. Okay. It's a non-sexual fantasy. Okay, what about this one? I line up everyone who's ever fucked with me and slap them really hard in the face one time. That's a good one. That's not sexual at all. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, My other non-sexual fantasy is that I somehow have the ability to get a restraining order against this bitch who hates us, and then she's never allowed to come to a comedy show in Ottawa again. That would rule. Yeah. Oh, my non-sexual fantasy is that I have a Barbie salon slash clueless style closet where I can pick my outfit on the computer in the morning and then robot arms will dress me and brush my hair. That's a good one. Yeah. I love that. My other non-sexual fantasy is that I can speak uh, three languages. What would the third language be? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Something useful. (laughs) My non-sexual fantasy is that I could comfortably pay my rent and still have time for my hobbies and my artistic pursuits and to handle all my tasks in the domestic sphere without having to degrade myself for money under capitalism. Hell yeah. My (laughs) non-sexual fantasy is that I live alone. Ooh. But I don't feel lonely. Ooh, complicated. All right, quick. What's your sexual fantasy? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no. (laughs) This podcast is over. All right, bye, guys. (laughs) I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch.